six feet apart from everyone, right? Did you guys notice what that gospel passage is not about? What didn't the gospel passage say anything about? More, what was the gospel passage all about? It was all about the ground. It had absolutely nothing to do with the seed. It had everything to go with the receptivity of the ground, not the seed. Jesus is the seed. Jesus knows what he does. He's God. He knows that if we do work on our ground, our hearts, it'll happen. My buddy Mark, he's a, his dad's a farmer up in North Dakota. And uh, up in North Dakota, uh, they do a thing called rock picking. Anyone here ever do <laughs> rock picking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock picking. And Mark, uh, he absolutely despised uh, rock picking. Anyone here? No, don't raise your hands. Um, he, he despised it so much that he's like, I'm going away to college. And I'm going to get a job or I'm going to get a degree that has nothing to do with rock picking. I just, I can't stand it. Dad, I'm going away. Okay, whatever. He goes away. goes to college. Two years, he's away for the summer, springtime. And he comes back uh, eventually, sometime during the, the spring months. And he walks in and his mother is like super joyful to see him. Just comes in, embraces him. Oh, Mark, it's so good that you're home. What do you want for dinner? Da, 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 da. So good. And his dad... Lazy boy, kick him back. Hey, Mark, glad you're home. We're rock picking tomorrow. <laughs> ah, I thought I got out of it. Dang it. But what is that? What did Mark have to learn? What do we have to learn? It's always a process. It's always work. It's never not work in a spiritual life. Our hearts have to be tilled. Our rocks have to be pulled. (laughs) Anything that's in my life that isn't of God has to be continually pulled out. And that's why the sacrament of confession is such a beautiful sacrament. Because it does that. Here are my rocks. Here are my sins. Father, forgive me. And you're forgiven. Why? Because then the seed has a chance of growing again, of being nourished again, of being alive again. And so just as Mark learned, I have to do this work. We have to learn in our spiritual life that it's always going to be work. It's never not going to be work. But the sweetest and awesome part is, the work is for Jesus to be formed in me. For love to be formed in me. And not any type of love that the world understands. The crucified type of love. Where I can give myself, regardless of what's coming at me, I can give myself away. Even in betrayal, I can give myself away. And not only that, I can do it in and because of Jesus in me. It's a radical love. The world does not, will never understand what that is. 
love is to will the good of the other as other. What is every single human being's possible end game? The best thing a human can ever expect. Eternal life with God. That's why Jesus came. Eternal life with God. So in order for me to love, it means I have to be able to have conversations that get that message across. That gets that person, not because of my ego, but because of their eternal good, can I love them in a radical way to say, no, don't do that. That's not what God designed you for. That takes a whole bunch of strength, a whole bunch of fortitude, a whole bunch of courage. If Jesus isn't living in us, we don't have that ability on our own. We need sheer grace to do that, which is Jesus. And so it's looking at our life and saying, okay, what type, what type of rocks do I have? What do I need to get rid of? There was a saint that said, your prayer life, some people will say, well, I have a eh, prayer life. I have a good relationship with God, but I really don't have a prayer life. And the saint just pointed out, if you don't pray, you don't have a relationship with God. Which is a really hard thing to swallow. But the greatest part is, is that to start one is just to turn back to the Father. God never turns his back on us. Ever. We're the ones that did it in the garden. Walking in paradise with him, and we turned our backs. I turned my back. Okay, how do I turn my back to God? Easy. How do I turn it back? Easy. Got to turn back to God. Confession. Start a prayer life. Read scripture. Get to know Scripture. Get to know Jesus in Scripture, through Scripture. Get to know the seed that's been planted in you at your baptism. That's the coolest part about your baptism. That's when it was planted. The seed that's been sown. It's from our baptism. All the way back. That confirmation solidified even further. And then Jesus says something that's kind of, I don't know, different than what he typically says. Maybe. He says, to who has, more will be given. And who does not have what they have will be taken away. What is that all about? Jesus taking something back? Nope. So what that is, is it's the mystery of relationship, right? So our relationship with God is not magic. It doesn't just happen. It's a relationship. So what Jesus is getting at there is, look at any relationship in your life. Now look at all the relationships you don't have in your life. Who you at one point had in your life, maybe in college, maybe when you're away, and what didn't happen? Time wasn't spent. Well, if time isn't spent in a relationship, it breaks. It just does. The relationships that you have now in your life, 
is because you time you spent time in it, working on it, through it. And that's what Jesus is getting at. Our relationship with God is no different. It requires time. It requires sacrifice. Because it's not magic. It's a relationship. And the more you have, the more will be given. Because that's what a relationship is. The more I'm in relationship with somebody, the more I want to give myself to them. And the more uninvolved I am in that relationship, the less I want to be in that relationship. It's a dynamic with God. Because it's a relationship. Lastly, God, life, chooses to grow in silence. Anyone here ever notice the grass grow? Especially with our recent storms. Grass grows in silence. You never hear it. All of a sudden it needs to be cut. A tree grows in silence. All of a sudden it needs to be trimmed. A baby in the womb grows in silence. Our relationship with God grows in silence. Our life with God grows in silence. Anyone, the only plant that that's not true is corn. Anyone hear corn grow? Corn, for whatever reason, makes a whole bunch of noise on a hot, humid day. But other than that, pretty much all plants, all of creation, does it in silence. We do have to learn how to be silent in order to have a relationship with God, in order to carve out that time to be with Him. That word, in a profound way, is going to be placed inside of you. In the Eucharist. Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity is coming into you. The seed's going to be planted. Lord, what do I have to get rid of? Lord, help me to get rid of X, Y, Z. Lord, help me to embrace you more. If you don't know how to, where to start with the prayer, this is my favorite prayer. Lord, I don't know where I am. Come and find me. I don't know. But come and find me. I'm open to the relationship. Even though I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm open to it. Because I want to have one with you. We receive Jesus today. And the Eucharist. The seed. Planted. One fourth. One fourth of all the seeds scattered. Only one fourth of them actually bore fruit. 160, 30 full. Only one third of them. God is super generous. We just have to ask ourselves, how generous am I going to be back? What's my soil going to look like? What do I need to work on? So that I can have Jesus living in and through me. How do I do that? Prayer life? Sacramental life? Showing love? Showing gentleness? Kindness? All of those. Thank God for the great gift of the Eucharist and pray that we have a rich soil.